Hello. Good morning. How is everyone? This bottle, I'm going to kick that over. I know that, but um, I'm just going to start by praying. Father, we are so excited to be with you today. We are so excited that we get to be with you. We get to be in the room with you. We get to be at home with you. The whatever situation, we get to be with you. We thank you, Father, that you want to do life with us. We thank you, Father, that you've brought every single person in this room together for a purpose. This morning, we want to focus on you. I ask you, Father, to speak through me, that you would anoint my lips to speak your truth. Amen. So one of the first things that I noticed when I first started coming to CLA and other friends, what I would invite friends, and things that was on their lips when they talked about it was, man, they're family. They carry family. It just feels like a family. I'm proud of you guys for that. That's not, that's not the first thing people always say when they walk into a room. And family is not an easy thing to cultivate. One of the things I feel God wants to, to touch on today is, um, is generational blessing. I feel like there's an honor that, that God just wants to establish here. I want to share some stories. I want to share, um, we're going to be talking about authentic family. Um, I'm aware that authentic has become a buzzword, specifically with millennials. It's become this word for like cool things or trendy things. That's not how I want to use it today. The word authentic is defined by undisputed origin. Family is your undisputed origin. Um, I have some verses I'm going to share with you guys. So if you have your Bibles or your phones, I did not get to put it up on the screen. Um, but we're going to start in Ephesians 2.19. So for now, is everyone there? We're good. Um, so now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. The verse I was looking up this morning said of God's household. When I started to look up the meaning of family, I didn't see any definitions that said a church group of people or people that are not related by blood. They, there was no definition. There was a definition that said um, a grouping of criminals. That was really interesting to me. Um, but then I started to look into the scriptures, and there's so many places where it talks about us being a family, being a part of the family of God. And in this verse, it's breaking off the identity that we're strangers. It's breaking off the identity that no matter who you are, when you walk into this room, you get to be a part of family. Family is not an easy thing, um, but it's a beautiful thing. 
probably about 12 years ago, um, my friend Amanda McGilbury, who was Amanda Filipchuk back then, um, invited me to come and experience a family. I didn't know it at the time. I didn't know the impact they were gonna make on my life. I was a part of a community in Whistler, and Amanda was moving to Whistler, and we were gonna be planting a church together. And she was like, I, you just have to come down to this conference in California, to this little mountain town, and meet these people. Just come down, and I had, I, I had no grid for what I was gonna experience. It was exciting, it was fun. Um, there was really, like there was incredible signs, wonders, miracles happening, there was revival, it was beautiful. But that's not what was groundbreaking to me. I walked into the room and God was like, this is your family. And I was like, I live 3,000 miles away. <laughs> How can this be my family? I was looking at them as a group of people. 12 years later, I still talk about those people every day. I ended up going down and doing ministry school with them. I did seven months, and then I came back for a vacation over American Thanksgiving, and I stayed for three more years. It was really fun. <laughs> it was a long vacation. Um, the things that happened while I was down there, if I told you those stories, they would just sound like stories. But to me, they have, they have carved out places in my life that have changed me. The people became so much more than just people. Because we were able to walk through things, because we were able to experience things, I started to realize that it wasn't easy living, like if you've ever lived in a small town, it's not easy. People get into your business. They get close, they get up close and personal. Um, and sometimes that's beautiful and sometimes it's hard, but that is the vulnerability of getting into family, getting face to face with one another. I started to realize that these people that I had just met wanted to do things for me that I didn't have a grid for. Like this one time we were going for Thanksgiving and I was on, I had, actually an infection all over my lips the entire time I was down there. Doctors had no, re no idea what it was about. I was on medication and I was on my way to, um, down to LA. So we're driving, we get halfway there and I realized I didn't bring my medication and it would have been really bad if I wasn't on it. And so I texted my friend who was also going to LA and I was like, hey, before you leave, can you just like get my keys from my roommate who's at work and get into my house and get my money. It was like a whole thing. And he's like, yep, no problem. We meet up in LA and he tells me, he's like, yeah, it wasn't a big deal to like turn around. And I was like, excuse me, where were you? He was like just behind us. And he turned his car around, drove back to Mammoth, got my medication for me. And all of a sudden I realized I had people in my life that, that were close enough to lay down their agendas for, lo for love, for me. They were like, she needs that. And for me, I was like, I would never have asked you to do that. <laughs> like not in a million years. I would have just been like, I'll figure it out. That's family. 
before I went down there, I had a friend that was in my close community, and he was like, well, what can they teach you that we can't? And I was like, I just laughed. I was like, I'm not sure, but I'm willing to go find out. (laughs) And when he heard that story, he was like, wow. You're getting up close and personal with people. You're doing life with one another. How are we, how are we being family? How are we coming together in a way that establishes family? Family is one of the, my favorite things to talk about. I have a lot of favorites, but it's definitely high up there. Um, I talk about family all the time. Um, but if there's one thing I want you guys to take away from this morning, it's not family, because that actually has also become a buzzword within Christian community. We talk about family all the time, but what does that mean? What does family really mean? And what does that look like on our day-to-day basis? Does it mean we go out for coffee with people and they're our close friends? Or does it mean we're actually laying our lives down for one another? I don't want to just throw the word family around. If there's one thing I want you to take away from today, it's that there's a, a tangibility to family. And look around in this room, because if this is your first time, or you've been here for a really long time, you're part of this family. You get to come with us on this adventure. I have been going to CLA since June or July. And it has quickly become family. Do I know everyone in the room? No. Do I want to? Yes. We're going somewhere as a community. And I think it's, it's important for us to understand how to be lasting. Because I have been, I've seen a lot of beautiful communities, a lot of beautiful people. I've got to walk through life with them. I'm what one would call a forerunner. I get to start the adventure. I don't always get to see it into fruition. And that's not always easy. But it is fun. But it's, it's the lasting family that we want to establish. It's being able, to, and that doesn't mean that you are in one place responsible to this one place for years to come. It's that you're responsible to the Lord. You're responsible to when he calls you to go somewhere and do something. I had to learn that at an early age. But how do we become lasting family? Around the same time when I was down in California, I was leaving ministry school to go back home. Um, And I was down at the beach in L.A., and I was standing on the beach and like, the, like right in the waves where the soft sand is. And God took me into an encounter. And when I say that, I just, I experienced God in a really tangible way. That's really all that means. He took me into this encounter and he, I started to see the, the waves coming in and out. And I saw the big rocks and the little rocks and the tiny rocks that were flowing back and forth. And I noticed that the big rocks weren't going anywhere. The smaller ones would move a little bit. The tiny ones were being tossed to and fro. 
And God said to me so clearly, where will you be when the wave goes out? What if the signs, wonders, miracles that you're experiencing in your season are no longer there? Will you go out with the wave or will you stay planted? How do we remain? How do we stay in family when it's, it's hard? That hit me, and I think I've thought about it every day since. I want to be one who remains. I want to take that, that caution of God's heart that is like everything else will come and go in season. There will be seasons where we're, we're plowing for, for deep things, when we're, we're digging wells in the desert. There will be seasons where we just get to stand under the waterfall. But if we're planted in family, it is sustainable. So we're going to go to Acts 2. Just give me a second. I have too many tabs in my Bible. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go to Acts 2, 42. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them. And the apostle can't talk. The apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders, and all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day, the Lord added to their fellowship. I often look at this verse, and I think, man, that's the model. That's what we're supposed to be living for. This, what they're talking about here, sounds very hard with where society is at right now. It would be such a nice idea to just be able to Share everything amongst each other. Like, it sounds romantic. It sounds beautiful. <laughs> I heard um, a commentary talking about this verse, and he said that was meant for a season. He said that the, at the level that their, people were coming to know the Lord, they were growing so rapidly that this is the only way it was sustainable. They actually, they needed to to tell people about the gospel and bring them in. They needed to share their homes with one another. There was a closeness in community that brought them together, but it actually wasn't meant for the everyday. It was meant for a season. But it's the, the foundation of family. That's what's meant to be stewarded. That's what's meant to continue. There's many times where we can have beautiful seasons and it can feel like it's just that iron sharpening iron. It's that coming together, growing alongside each other. 
I feel that through the last year, I've seen a lot of that established. It has been a hard year, but it has been full of beauty. Full of beauty. When I look around to people in my community, I am sure that God is moving on their behalf. I am sure that I can see the wonders of God in the people around me. My business, I relaunched my business a year ago today, and God breathed on it in a way, like in a way that is hard to sustain. I'm in a place right now where I'm like, I, I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> but we have to learn to grow. We have to learn when God breathes on things to grow, to not be afraid of growth. He added to their numbers daily. That means inviting new people in. That means being open. That means honoring the people that are around you. I grew up with a family that I thought was totally normal. And one day, somewhere in my 20s and 30s, I realized there were some things that weren't necessarily normal. My grandparents were 30 years apart. Yeah, I thought that was normal. My grandma was 30 when she married her, her husband, and he was 60. My mom, my dad, was born when his mom was 15. These are things that, that made for just some inconsistencies. They're, it just wasn't normal, but it's family. I, don't, I can't look around to other people and be like, well, it looks different. So I, I can't really be open to that. There's things that as we learn and grow, family looks different. Our family is going to look different than another church in this city. And we have a specific DNA. I carry the DNA of that church in California that I was a part of. And when people ask me, I tell them I grew up in California. Because in the spirit, I really feel like I grew up there. The leaders, the first thing that they would say is our ceiling is your floor. Are we looking at the next generation in that perspective? Are we raising up people and expecting them to blow through our ceilings, to go further than we are? Can we look at the coming generation and empower them to go as far as they can possibly go? Can we step past our known and sometimes unknown insecurities to allow somebody to go further and faster than we ever could? Can we look at the past generation or the generation before us and can we glean from their lives? Can we sit down with them and ask them how they got to where they are? I used to manage a local company here in Calgary, and in my interview, they are in interviews, they always asked me, how did you get to where you are? And it was always like, my story was very, I was like, I don't know how I got to where I am. <laughs> I don't know if I should even be in this seat. But ask, having those questions asked, it causes you to look at your life and to see the significance. 
In this room, there are significant people that have paved the way for people like myself. For, for some of us that haven't been here even a full year. I look around the room and I see fathers and mothers that I need. We were created to be family. In Genesis 2, it talks about walking in the cool of the day with the Father. That's our identity. That's what we were created for. I could talk about family all the time. My mom actually used to get jealous because I'd talk about fathers and mothers that I have where I live, and she'd be like, well, I'm your mom. (laughs) But at the end of the day, she's happy that I've been able to step into communities and be loved like family. I've been spending a lot of time doing ministry out in the Brooks, Rosemary area. And the thing that I could take away from that is family. They, um, there's a family there that have just invited me into their home to eat at someone's table, to sleep in their beds, to be welcomed in like family when yours is so far away. It's such a rare and beautiful thing. When people walk through these doors that we haven't met yet, are we willing to give them a bed in our house? Are we willing to give them a space, a seat at the table at CLA? What does it look like to be family? And to not just throw that word around, but to truly, truly love those people, to see what people carry. Because there's things that go on here that, that we don't know. I walked in on, on um, yesterday morning to make some pies because this is like a really busy weekend for pie people. <laughs> um, and there was someone that's part of our community here that was just, I just come here every Saturday morning to pray. And I was like, what? It's the stuff that, that not everyone will get to see, but there's giants in this room. I remember being in ministry school looking around at the, the people, and I was just like, I have to be with these people for seven months? But then I saw them through the eyes of the Spirit, and I talk about them every day, 10 years past, because they made a mark on my life. What does family look like in a tangible way? And I know I'm, like, asking these questions, and I'm, I'm making these, like, powerful declarations, but there's actually like the walking out. How do we trust one another? It might look like, I've never met you before, but I'd love to go for coffee. It might look like, I don't understand everything that you've been through, but like what's on your life, I'd love it to get on my life. Get, like getting in proximity with one another, I think is the first step. For us to make a mark on someone's life, we actually have to be vulnerable. That was a bad word to me for a very long time. Vulnerability is scary because there's a price to pay. There's a price to pay for family. Your parents have paid it. Your family has paid it. To come in close, there's a risk involved. There's actually a currency when we choose relationship. I believe that there's not a single thing in the Bible 
that wasn't based on relationship. I don't believe there was a single decision that God ever made that wasn't based on relationship. His choice is to always come closer. Every single one of us has access to that. A few years ago, I was reading about the Israelites and moving the, um, the Ark of the Covenant. And I remember stopping and being like, God, what was so special about the Ark of the Covenant? Like, if someone touched it, they died. Like, what is so special? And he was like, well, what's in it? What's inside was an agreement between a God and his people. What's inside of it was not just a list of rules. It was a God that wanted to be close. It was a God that wanted to choose relationship. And every single one of us gets that on a regular basis. No matter how far away God can feel, he wants to choose us. He wants to come in close. So building lasting family is the bedrock for where we're going. I'm a highly prophetic person, and in that, I'm always looking at where we're going. I've had to learn a lot of lessons in that. You can't just run like swords out, chopping off heads as you go, you know? There's wisdom. So you can ask my friends, all I talk about is where we're going, for the city, for the nation, like, it's, it's always on such a grand scale because every single day we're doing things on a grand scale regardless if we feel it or not. God wants to move in our community. He wants to move in our city. He wants to move in our nation. Where are you going to be when that happens? How are we becoming planted Honoring the generations, I think, is one of the first steps. Looking around and being like, they've, they've poured sweat, tears, and life into this place. There are some of you that have been here for a long time, and I honor you. I honor you for not walking away when it got hard. I honor you for not, not getting frustrated and choosing the easy route. I honor you because you, you created a path for me. I will, there will never be a day that I step foot in this building and don't think about that. Because I got invited into this community for such a time as this. I believe that CLA actually is a cornerstone of a move of God in our city. Because there are people here that stood firm. They stood firm when they didn't have to. They stood when it wasn't easy. And I just wanna honor you guys today. It is really easy to, to go look for the water, to go find the waterfall. It's easy to go to Bethel or to go to Idaho or to go to any communities around the world that are seeing God move. It is a different story to dig in the desert. And I believe there's people here that have done that. So I honor you today. Yeah, so in closing, I'm just gonna 
just going to pray, and I'm going to ask God to just show us if there's anything more he wants to do. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this community. We thank you for family. We ask, Father, right now that you would, you would mark each person with what family means to you, that you would mark each person with relationship, with answers to their questions, with closeness. If they don't feel connected, I ask that you would bring people around them that are, are their specific DNA, that you would bring people around them that can give them language for who they are and where they fit in. We ask, Father, that you would give us an understanding of family, an understanding of connection. We thank you, Father, for everything that you want to do and everywhere that you want to take us. As a community, we are so excited. We're so excited for what you have for us. Amen.